everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, Editor-in-Chief of DevOps.com, and welcome to another DevOps Chat. We have two guests today on DevOps Chat. We have James Dumay and R. Tyler Croy of the Jenkins community. Uh, James, Tyler, welcome to DevOps Chat. Nice to be here, Alan. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So let, let's uh, let's start off though with just a little background on on each of you, James. Uh, you're coming to us all the way from Australia, so in, in deference in deference to the distance, we're going to let you go first. Why don't you share with our audience a little bit of your background? Yeah, sure thing. So um, I've been probably building developer tools for the last ten years, and I think I think uh, it's I've sort of you know I think I found my kind of found my calling here. Um, I love building. Uh, I love making developers more productive, um, and I, I also want to make developers happier. Um, so I, I do have this sort of bee in my bonnet that um, developer tools are difficult and they're boring and they're they're not very pleasing. And uh, that's kind of my life's mission to uh, uh, to turn that around. Excellent. Yeah. And and Tyler, how about you? Um, so I've been with the Jenkins project for a little over eight years now. I started using it um, when I was a back-end services engineer at a, a few startups ago. And every single company that I've joined needs more continuous delivery or some you know, non-zero amount of continuous delivery stuff. So I found myself getting more and more ingrained in the uh, in the Jenkins project and sort of bringing Jenkins to, to bear in companies to ship products faster. Uh, and now I work at CloudBees talking about, uh, you know, how you can do that and helping other people you know, see the light with some of the Jenkins stuff I've been doing for a while. Absolutely. And and Tyler, I, I, I don't want to embarrass you, but you actually are, uh, I, I don't even know the word, but you're one of the on the steering committee or the governing committee for Jenkins, is that the right way to put it? Um, so I guess you would say I'm I'm on the Jenkins governance board. Um, okay. There, in in the beginning of the Jenkins project, there was Kosuke Kawaguchi, who is the founder of the project, and then there are a few other core folks that were sort of floating around that helped get Jenkins off the ground. Um, Andrew Bayer, who is a, a major major contributor to the pipeline uh, toolset. Is, is one of those people. And so I've just, uh, you know, Jenkins became a really important part of my life. And so I started spending a hell of a lot more time with Jenkins. And now I'm one of the people that helps make sure that the project continues to move forward. Excellent. And, and James, uh, I don't know if you um, mentioned your role at this point, other than you, you, you know, cuckoo for Jenkins, but what, what, what exactly is your role right now? Uh, so I'm d director of product management uh, at CloudBees, uh, but I'm also a community leader for the Blue Ocean project. So Got it. I, I do all. Um, I kind of like do all the outreach and talk to all the users, and um, it's good fun. Um, but uh, previously, uh, before I was at CloudBees, I was at a small uh, Australian startup called Canva. Um, they do an online design tool, uh, and prior to that, um, I spent seven years um, at Atlassian, uh, where I was. Uh, product manager for actually a competing product. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're allowed to have competing products. They may hey, not be any good. I'm only kidding. But but James, you mentioned uh, the magic word, so you get the first prize today, and and that was Blue Ocean. Today today's a bit of a more than a bit. Today's a big day in the Jenkins community. 
this release has been highly anticipated. It's been in beta and in testing alpha before that for some time. Um, what, you know, talk to us. What, what, what about it? What, why should people care? All right. What, that's a big question. So, um, so I guess, you know, we're living in a really interesting time in the industry. We sort of have this sort of, there's this rate of exponential change that is happening, um, you know, across our industry, whether it's um, tooling and technology and process and just the raw number of people writing computer software, right? In the, in the, in the, in the uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll be in the year 2020 soon. And I think, you know, if you look back in the, the previous 10, 20 years, you know, um, the amount of companies out there that, uh, that are writing software today and we're not writing software 10 or 20 years ago. Um, so Mark Andreessen um, speaks about, you know, software eating the world, right? Where all the value that companies provide um, slowly and but surely are being made, not by say, you know, the engine in a Ford motor vehicle, but it's the software on board the Ford motor vehicle. So it's an interesting time um, to be a software developer um, or to be, you know, to be in, in, in this field, um, but it's also a really interesting time to be a tools um, creator. So I think that, you know, with this increase of people in the industry, I think and it's not like that we've, you know, lowered the bar to what we call a software developer, but I think there's a lot more people today who, um, you know, in their, in their jobs, whether it be like financial services or, or in other sort of industries who are finding that um, their job involves writing software. And so I think the, there's a big challenge here, and, and Blue Ocean is really sort of founded on 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 going out there and solving this problem. That um, how do we make you know the millions of software developers, or even people who are just writing software as part of their jobs, how do we make them more productive? How do we make sure that they can get what they need to get done um, as quick as they can uh, get get it done at the highest quality that they can get it done? Um, uh, with the best tools possible, right? Um, and so, with Blue Ocean, we've sort of, you know, focused in on, you know, dev on the on on the practice of DevOps and and on continuous delivery. And so, we sort of set a, ourselves a goal: what if we can make it really easy for people to adopt continuous delivery? And um, Blue Ocean is our answer to that. Absolutely. Um, so, Tyler, James, I think James, you know, made some important points. What, what can you add there? Why, you know, let's step back a second. Let's say our audience is vaguely familiar with Jenkins, though most of them probably use it. But there are some maybe that don't. What What is, you know, let's start with what do you, you know, what is Jenkins to them? And then what does Blue Ocean represent to Jenkins? Um, sort of at a high level, Jenkins is an automation server. Um, you know, Jenkins is probably the most well-known tool of its kind across the entire software industry uh, as far as helping developers build and test and deploy their software. Chances are, I mean, you know, with most organizations today, if, uh, you know, someone doesn't think that they're running Jenkins, they might just not be aware or they might be so far removed from it or it's hiding that it, that it you know, they, they don't know that it's actually there because it's pretty omnipresent in the industry right now. But one of the big things about, um, I would say, the, the shift in the industry that has made Blue Ocean important is 
when I first when I first started, uh, you know, in Northern California, about ten or you know, let's fuzz the numbers a little bit. Let's call it ten years ago. Um, continuous integration was this really big important thing, and I kept coming to companies who either didn't have a continuous integration server, or didn't practice, uh, or you know, nobody but the developers knew that there was a continuous integration server. And so as the industry has shifted towards this more and more rapid pace of let's practice continuous delivery, let's get product and value to our customers as soon as possible, it's no longer acceptable for just the developers to get feedback on what's going on in that, in that process. And so I think the, the important thing for Blue Ocean and for the, I would say, broader software industry is that continuous delivery is not a developer thing. It's an entire team thing. It's an organizational thing. And Blue Ocean is sort of designed from the ground up to make sure that people who might not be writing code every single day, or they might be designers, or they might be product managers, or stakeholders of some form or fashion in the software development process is like they need to know what's going on, and Blue Ocean is going to give them a window into what's going on in the delivery pipeline. And that's a pretty dramatic shift from the, the you know, Jenkins that was created 10 years ago, which was just for developers. Got it. Got it. Now, guys, you know, I, I've had the, um, I don't know if the word's a pleasure, but I, I've had the, well, it was a pleasure in a lot of ways, but I've had the experience of being involved with open source projects in the past. And, and, you know, it's a fickle thing, right? Being part of a community. And it's even harder when, when you have a, a corporate entity such as CloudBees in this right. case. You know, but CloudBees isn't alone in this. There are many companies that are mentoring, managing, whatever you want to call it, open source projects. You know, I think that really, I love what I saw of how that relationship was handled as it applied to Blue Ocean. Guys, can you give us a little color on that? No, no pun intended with Blue Ocean and color, but a little, a little background on on how you worked with the community to to deliver. I, I think what the community consensus was what what was needed. So, um, just just to kind of uh, preface this. Uh, so this is my first time working uh, full time, um, you know, on behalf of a commercial entity for an open source uh, community. So um, I, when when we kind of started Blue Ocean, I kind of put myself in uh, Tyler's uh, very capable hands, and I think Tyler's had a lot of has had a lot of um, previous experience, not with Jenkins, but with other projects of, um, you know, walking that fine line between. So the community and the needs of the business sponsor, I guess. Um, and so it's been a it's been an interesting process. I think certainly, you know, for I think certainly for Cloudbees, you know, a healthy Jenkins community is a, is a healthy Cloudbees, and a healthy Cloudbees is a healthy Jenkins community. So it kind of all feeds into each other. So as long as I think, you know, we take things from a from a from sort of a project perspective, like what's good for Jenkins, um, we're making good decisions for, I guess, in both aspects. Um, certainly, you know, we had been running, in, in, in more in terms of Blue Ocean itself, we had been running for multiple years um, Jenkins community surveys. 
and um, sort of the, one of the top um, issues that people would like would have liked to see addressed in that feedback um, had been the user experience of Jenkins. You know, they really wanted it to be easier to get started. Um, they really wanted clarity um, when you know they're looking for particular pieces of information. Um, I think there was a real groundswell there to to see some improvements and to see some sort of um, you know more modern thinking around how to solve problems. Um, and I, I hope that we've done that. Um, certainly, the feedback that we've been getting from the community has been been um, pretty great. Um, on, just on the community itself, like I think. Um, you know, software developers are pretty passionate, pretty pa passionate tribe of people, and um, so it's you know Jen the Jenkins project uh, is is no, no different from um, the wider developer community, um, but they've been passionate in sort of a very encouraging way um, and a very forgiving way as well. So you know, particularly when you um, you know you go ahead and you know. Just think about any product that has been, you know, web product that has been redesigned, right? And sort of the, the people sort of get kind of very upset, right? They're very invested in the tools that they use or the products that they use. And then you move their cheese um, and, and people go, well, where did that thing go? Where did this other thing go? Um, no, I was using that. Um, bring that other, bring it back. Um, and I think with the Jenkins community, they've been very, you know, I think they've wanted the change for so long um, that... Um, as things change, we, 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 you know, they're getting some sort of new goodies in the bag, and and they're happy to let some of the old favorites um, disappear. So I think there's also if you if you look at that feedback from the Jenkins user list going back years and years and years, there's been you know most people I would say that contribute to the Jenkins project no or knew I guess past tense because BlueOcean is 1.0 now knew that something needed to get fixed and that someone needed to do something. Uh, to really improve and set up Jenkins for the next 10 years. But the skill set and the passion and the vision really wasn't there. So when James and, and his team, his colleague Michael Neal and some of the other people really started to get involved, I think it was easy for other contributors in the project to sort of rally around that because it was clear that not only did they, they know what they were doing, but they understood the challenge and that we needed to think about the design from the ground up, the ground up as opposed to reskinning or retheming Jenkins. They needed to evaluate it from a user experience standpoint and start from 2016 rather than 2006, which is when the project really started. So I think that was really helpful to have some, you know, a passionate group of people with vision to drive it forward. A passionate group of people with vision can accomplish a lot, that's for sure. Uh, guys, let me ask you, when we're almost out of time, what, for each of you, and we'll go with uh, James first, James, what do you think is the single biggest aspect or feature of Blue Ocean that uh, our listeners should take a look at? That's very unfair, Alan. I love them all. <laughs> all. How, can, how, can a, how can a parent decide? But all right, so pick one. doesn't have to be your favorite or biggest, but one that you, you know, you, we'd like to call out. The uh, visual pipeline editor. So, um, so continuous delivery pipelines are uh, difficult uh, at the best of times for people to, to, to create. Um, so we set ourselves a challenge. Well, what if we could make it very easy for people to create a, um, a continuous delivery pipeline using the Blue Ocean UI. 
Um, and the one thing that I really like about it is that it's 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 re it really is for everyone. Like we talk about a lot about um, you know we, we've got a lot of plans for the to, for Blue Ocean in the future. And one thing we kind of talk about is the uh, sort of the Fisher pricing of the editor. So I don't know if you're familiar with Duplo blocks that you give a toddler, um, but you know you can get all of these like different attachments and all all these kind of like crazy things, and you can kind of customize your own you know, creation using Duplo, so it's non-chokeable Lego. Um, and uh, really, like, Duplo is for everybody, right? So anybody of any age can, of any skill set, can construct something from Duplo. And the, the thing that I like about the, and I guess the vision behind the editor is that anybody could construct a continuous delivery pipeline, even if they don't have, you know, coding knowledge. Maybe they want to take, you know, they have, uh, you know, we, we could go as far as they could have, you know, PHP website on a Dropbox folder somewhere, and then they want to upload that, you know, deploy that continuously to, um, you know, to their web host service, their, you know, their, um, uh, you know, their dream host or something like that. That's the kind of, we want to bring continuous delivery to everyone. And I think like the visual pipeline editor is the vehicle to do that. Um, and one of the great things about the editor as well is that, um, it is what you see is what you get. So when you build it in the editor, that's exactly how you visualize it later on in Blue Ocean um, as that pipeline is executing. So it's really powerful in that way. Um, Great. Makes sense. Tyler, how about you? Um, so my interactions with Jenkins are typically when something goes wrong. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, that's uh, maybe a bit more common for an infrastructure administrator or a developer. Um, and so for me, I would say the, the number one killer feature with Jenkins, uh, with Blue Ocean in Jenkins is that the clicks to get from, you know, a failure or something going wrong to seeing what actually went wrong, it's pretty much one click. So the visualization of status is so much faster and, and more immediate in Blue Ocean that when I come to Blue Ocean to, to figure out, you know, what test failed or, or what went wrong in my pipeline, I get that within a matter of seconds as opposed to, you know, drilling around and, and hunting through console output. Uh, so for me, that's probably the killer feature. Makes sense. Guys, we're, we're going to wrap up here in a moment, but just quickly, for people who want to find out more about Blue Ocean, where, where can they go? James, Tyler? They can go on, uh, yeah, no problem. They can go over to Jenkins.io uh, slash projects slash Blue Ocean um, or the, uh, the Jenkins blog, which is Jenkins.io slash blog. Okay. And then, Tyler, I'm going to hit you with the last question. Now that Blue Ocean right. is 1.0, what's next? <laughs> um, you didn't expect to yeah, get the rest, did you? No, no. I, I, I think the, um, the really important thing that's next for the Jenkins project is, I would say, the next three months of Jenkins pipeline and, and Blue Ocean adoption is now that we've got sort of the tools to, to, you know, that we've brought to the broader software uh, industry for building and constructing and running continuous delivery pipelines, we're going to need to iterate on them and we're going to need to make them better as, you know, as more and more people start to adopt continuous delivery, 
I think we're certainly, before the end of the year, we're certainly going to find new things that we can add into Jenkins to make that an even more enjoyable experience. Absolutely. Hey, guys, congratulations. I, I knew I know blow. You know, it's easy to on release day to see to say something came out. There was a lot of work here. An awful lot. Indeed. So, yeah. Thank you, James. Our Tyler. Great job. Our Tyler Cry, James Dumay of, of Cloudbees and Jenkins talking about Blue Ocean. Uh, the big news around Jenkins and CICD pipelines. Guys, thanks very much, and we'll hopefully we'll have you back soon on another DevOps chat. Thanks a lot. Thanks. See you later. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps Chat. We'll see everyone soon on another DevOps Chat, but until then, have a great day. <laughs>